Let me be uh, real quick here. Let me just spend five minutes taking a look at a few things that this committee's been able to, to move in a good, positive way this year. But 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 the rest of the time, really, on, on the work we have left to do and our chances of getting some of this done here in, the, in a fairly abbreviated, we think, uh, lame duck. And so yesterday, uh, um, we were uh, making the pitch to say as a Ways and Means ranking member going forward. And, have, and, and our steering committee really wanted to sort of recall the process, the progress we made, and how we build off it. So the tax reform was really satisfying, and obviously very encouraging about the early signs. But Dave's point, Jim's point is exactly right. The, the best is yet to come. This was designed for the long term. And as I traveled the country, uh, visiting with these businesses, you know, we wanted to influence the location decisions. Where companies put that investment, do the research, do the manufacturing, you know, put that facility, locate their jobs. And, and there's no question things have changed in a major way, whether it's up in Boston, where I was with a medical company, uh, they're working on their fourth uh, medical breakthrough. Their CEO said, look for us, everything's changed. So we're not going to do our research in London, we're going to do it here in the United States. Uh, our patents, we're not keeping them in Ireland. We feel comfortable bringing them back. And if we can find the workers, key word, key phrase, we're going to do our manufacturing here in New England, uh, not overseas. We're hearing that all throughout the country. California the other day, where the tech companies and the bio companies were saying for the first time, we can put our facilities where we want them. The old tax code told us where we couldn't put them. The new one tells us we can put them where they make sense, including here in the United States. So I, like Josh Bolton said, I really think the economic strength of the new redesign is really in the long term for the United States. And we're encouraged by all that. That's why we took on 2.0, uh, to make sure uh, that we never fall behind again, continue to modernize the code, look for ways to improve it. And, and the elements, aside from permanency, those elements, savings and innovation, we're, there's continued interest in that, which is why they're in this new tax bill that we filed for the lame duck, because we built bipartisan support for a number of these elements. You know, we knew with the new tax code that we need a new tax collector. And so the House passed, as you know, almost unanimously, the first structural reforms to the IRS in more than 20 years. Uh, redesigns the agency into a taxpayer-first agency. Reigns in abuses the IRS creates a new independent appeals process, so you're not automatically considered guilty until proven innocent with the IRS, uh, and really uh, requires them to bring back a complete restructuring to Congress here over the next two years. We made that bipartisan with John Lewis from Georgia and Lynn Jenkins from Kansas, and now we've reached agreement with the House and Senate Democrats and Republicans. That's why that's on this bill as well, the IRS reforms. We know you know, in a year and a half, we've gone from a country asking where are the jobs to a country asking where are the workers. And there's nowhere we can go, Meredith, in this country. Businesses aren't starved. And our, our, our workforce is going to be elevated, I think, to the number one economic issue in the country. Because it is holding back our economic growth. There's no question. Short term and long term. This country, our local businesses, are leaving work and projects off the table because they simply cannot find the workforce. So in, in looking at the new tax code, you know, every uh, expert in the out years, six, seven years down the road, pulls the punches on our economic growth for the country because they are unconvinced we'll develop the workforce. So shame on us if we don't do that. And so uh, welfare reform was really 
about moving a million families or more off the sidelines and into the workforce in a positive way. We moved it out of committee and, and uh, had it ready to go to the floor. Uh, nonetheless, we're going to do a short-term extension. But there's a 50-50 chance that we are working with Democrats, are going to be able to put in place some of those key reforms in this three-year extension, begin to start moving people back, you know, not just to get a job for a couple weeks, Jamie, but to get and keep a job which is what our employers need going forward. So the work we've been doing through the year, I think we've got an opportunity to sort of build off that. Maybe here in the, the lame duck, the work we did in healthcare, uh, the Medicare Red Tape Relief Act, first really effort to subtract regulation from healthcare, not add, that's what it always is, it's just addition in every part of healthcare. So we launched an effort under Peter Roskam to start subtracting the regulations that add costs, drive complexity, get in the way of that patient-doctor relationship, and, uh, just get in the way of quality care. And they've been quietly, remarkably successful and, and, and incorporating with administration some of these subtractions. And we've got more work to do, but Peter designed that to be bipartisan as well in meeting round tables from the country, around the country with doctors and hospitals and, uh, and post-acute care and others. So I think there's some potential going forward to continue in healthcare to make some improvements, including in Medicare, in Medicare Advantage, and a number of the preventive services. And so the work that our, that our subcommittee leaders and committee have undertaken, I think we've got an opportunity going forward. And I'm really pleased, after seven years, that we restarted uh, uh, eliminating the, uh, the tariffs and duties on American manufacturers that uh, frankly need to be subtracted as well. And we worked hard to create a new environment and a new process, and uh, and it worked. Thank you, Meredith, for the key role that ITC played. I know. Yeah, I don't know. It was really, <laughs> really uh, important. So, in the slam dunk, um, uh, the tax bill we filed pulls together some of the most bipartisan measures we've done, uh, pairs them with some crucial disaster relief. For Hurricanes Michael and Florence, for the wildfires fires in California, 17,000. Imagine that. 17,000 homes and businesses destroyed. 80 deaths or more. We got to move fast to start the tax relief, uh, disaster relief for them. That's really critical. Uh, we included um, the IRS reforms. Uh, we worked through with the House and Senate Republicans and Democrats the savings and retirement provisions, we sort of blended the RISA bill and the Family Savings Act that Mike Kelly has over here. He's done a really good job of that. Uh, we added some new things. Didn't get everything we had in the House bill. Uh, obviously, like the USA accounts, which I still think are a great idea. We'll, we'll keep working on that, the 529 education expansions. But um, uh, we've got some, I think, really solid wins, including people haven't really paid attention, but it, you know, we now rely more and more on on workers who are older. So the, the old law that it's 70 and a half, you know, you have to take money out of your savings account, whether you need it or not. We, st we open the door. So those smaller accounts of 50,000 or less, you don't. And we hope over the years to be able to grow that so you can save throughout your lifetime. And then this new baby savings, something that hasn't got much attention, but for the first time, uh, if we are able to pass this bill, we reach agreement. Uh, the Senate on this, 
when you welcome that new baby, or in our case, when you adopt that new baby, uh, they've got medical costs, extra expenses, if you simply want to stay home with them for a month or two, so the first time you'll be able to access your savings temporarily to do that, be able to replenish it without costs, you'll be able to continue to do that. This is a really family-friendly provision. So there's some good things, I think, in this uh, family savings uh, provision that, that will work uh, well. Um, uh, the, um, as you know, I have a very reasonable position on extenders, which is I hate them all. <laughs> <laughs> Equally, consistently, you know, Dave knows how you get in, in, this, in that mood. Uh, and uh, so we had uh, a package of reforms ready to go. It turns out there's not an appetite type with the short time and transition. So that's the case. So we uh, had done some good work uh, with short line railroads, uh, biodiesel industry over the past year. Uh, our new tax code really supersedes a lot of those extenders, to be honest. Uh, others, I think, have way outlived their usefulness. Others, I think, need to be made permanent. And so, uh, you know, short line railroads agreed to reduce the credit by 40% in return for permanence is the model we want to use going forward. The biodiesel phase out, three year phase out, out, uh, we think is pretty critical uh, as well. And so brick by brick, we're trying to eliminate uh, some of those uh, unnecessary temporary provisions. The new tax code, uh, to be able to stuff, you know, 10 pounds of tax cuts into a five pound bag, uh, there's uh, some more extensions heading up in 2019 as well. So the issue doesn't go isn't going away. We're trying to whittle it down as far as we can. So I, I think there's some uh, some good value there. Uh, and then the, the technical corrections, a pretty routine part, comprehensive tax reform. Reagan reforms spurred 250 technical corrections. It took two and a half years to work through this. We think the universe is probably closer to 80 or 90. Uh, we've developed a number of those, minor but important, uh, simple clarifications but really important to me uh, in industry. Um, we've really been advised by the Senate, uh, look, whittle it down to the, to the four or five with the broadest impact, that have the broadest support and the simplest clarification. Uh, so taking that advice, we identified five that had been worked pretty hard and, and, and put it in this bill. We have a lot more we want to get done. Uh, we are we are uh, wide open to the Senate adding any more uh, that they think they can, can handle. I think the key thing on the whole tax bill will be whether Democrats want to just block any technical corrections at all. You know, if their intention is to hold all of them, uh, hold hearings, uh, drag them through the next couple of years and beyond, you know, I think they're going to have to make that call. I think that'll really determine the, the, the action over the next couple weeks. But we'll know, we'll have, we will know. And we expect a price, we'll, so we'll find out if the price to be paid is now or the price to be paid is later on the technical corrections. But um, uh, yeah, it's important, I think, to put this package together. Uh, the IRS reforms passed 414 to zero. Innovation Act for small businesses, encouraging startups here, helping them grow that next phase. Picked up 41 Democrat supports, savings picked up Democrat support. So we tried to put together some of the most bipartisan measures we've got. We want to do more, uh, especially in the technical correction side. We're going to release here after session concludes a draft of all the, of the uh, not all, 
but many uh, of the bulk of the uh, technical corrections so that you can look at them, make sure we got them right. We're going to work with Democrats to fix it. Let's fix them once. And so we want you to take a look at that and stay at the table with us constructively. We've got some more fine-tuning to do on the international side, on the pass-through side. We still have quite a bit of work to do. We're looking like you are at, at the, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Treasury pages of Treasury regulations that are the starting point for those rules and clarifications. So we've got work to do with the ones they've released. We're hoping to make changes as you are in some of those. But that also informs us to what we're going to have to do statutorily to make some of the changes to, to get to get the economic bang uh, out of this tax uh, reform uh, that we uh, uh, that we hope for and so we got some work to do on trade um, working with the administration right now uh, to, uh, to wrap up uh, the text and get ready what for what we hope will be signing on the US Canada Mexico agreement later this week uh, uh, USTR is continuing to work through some issues here and I think one of the key things I don't anticipate a vote in the lame duck you know our new trade rules slow down this process make it more open and transparent provide a lot more time for comment both at, at home and here uh, and so that is just not technically possible or politically possible in the lame duck uh, and it's not unusual for a major trade agreement to be signed in one session and taken up in the next in fact as Dave knows that was the original NAFTA uh, process as well. There are going to be changes with Democrats taking over the House. You know, they are going to, you're going to see a much stronger focus on enforcement on the labor issues. Maybe expansion, they're going to want an expansion on environmental type issues. Uh, and so we, um, you know, we're going to have a challenge going forward in, in 2019. I don't think they know yet what their position is going to be on this new agreement. But I know too, it's incredibly helpful for USTR not to just be writing, rewriting the existing agreements in Korea and Mexico and Canada, but striking new ones. So I think it really is important that we start these discussions uh, after the first year with Japan, with Europe, which I think will be a two-tier approach. And then uh, uh, hopefully, you know, I don't know if we're just going to date your, uh, the UK on trade or if we're going to get a marriage out of this thing ultimately or we're just gonna flirt for a while. Uh, it's hard to know from the Brexit stuff, but it is time to go on offense uh, on trade. So we're uh, we're hopeful we can make some progress there in China, of course, is the, is the 800 pound over uh, in the room. So we got a lot of more issues to do. Look, this transition uh, is not easy. Uh, someone uh, yesterday asked about, sort of in, in Congress, there's always the real estate question. So what are your offices gonna look like? Where are you guys gonna meet? all that, and that can, as Dave will tell you, it's a miserable uh, uh, transition that way. I, I worry less about the rooms we're meeting in than the good people that won't be in those rooms. You know, we lost some really good people on the Ways and Means Committee. And then we had a number of really great people moving out as well uh, going forward. So um, we got a great base to work from. Uh, we think uh, there'll be two slots uh, to fill on the committee. Uh, we start with some, we lose some really good people. Mm -hmm. we, we continue with some really good people, uh, like Tom Lee, who's just here. And so we got, tell you what, we build, we're building as a committee off, you know, a, a couple sessions, really three now with Dave and others of really good success on the committee. We build off that success. Uh, we've got a new role to play uh, going forward, I think. 
There are some areas for bipartisan uh, achievement here. Uh, Richie Neal is a very good man, uh, and his word is good. Um, so we're uh, we're we're going to take this new challenge on and uh, see what we can to get done in healthcare and trade and tax and some of those things that really matter uh, going forward. Uh, so with that, uh, let's stop and. As usual, take some easy questions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always open to those. Very good. Thank you. Thank you.